comics and games to movies and TV. This is the Nerd Show on thirteen ten KFKA. Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Now here are the nerds. Happy Broncos Victory Week, Nerdians! Micah is just glowing and radiating with orange and excitement. After the first home Broncos win against the Chiefs in, what, 16 games? No Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that it was eight years ago, more than eight years ago since the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And, um, you know, I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but I actually went to the game yesterday or on Sunday. So maybe it was because I was there or maybe it was because John Matthews was there. It was his very first NFL game. Or maybe it was uh, UNC color analyst Matt Gator. He was also there. Yeah, but my guess is he might have been at games before that. Uh, maybe. I mean, he was a, a UNC offensive lineman and defensive lineman. Offensive mm-hmm. lineman. He's very offensive. No, if anyone's <laughs> offensive, it's me. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised we came in and Micah's face wasn't painted. That was actually what I was surprised by. I was asked to take off the face paint. Oh, well. He doesn't have that much face to paint either with his... Beard. I do. Yeah, I do have quite a bit of beard. It's it's grown out of control. I would see that orange and blue. It just makes perfect sense. There you go. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> we might have to make that arrangement <laughs> next time. I did know some classmates back when I was in school. Well, I didn't really know them, but I admired them for this. Right before Super Bowl Thirty Two, when the Broncos won, they dyed their hair orange and blue, and I was like, those two are good people. No, I didn't even know them. It was in math. I like I was, orange and blue because that's the proper colors of the Chicago Bears. A, a, a prop- why do we always have to make it about you? It's the Bears. Well, look, I, I understand. <laughs> They've been around longer. They've been around for like <laughs> they, 120 years. <laughs> they have. That's true. Probably have the same amount of Super Bowl wins, too. John was actually wearing a Chicago Bears onesie at the game. I'll, I'll on say Sunday. this. They, they did... <laughs> Joined the NFL in 1921, a couple months after the Cardinals did. Mm. So the Cardinals started it, and you're welcome. Well, was that that was the upset of the week? So, congrats, Micah. As a you are as a diehard Broncos fan, that must have been uh, just a, a great uplifting way to start off your week. Yes, and a great way to end the week. Uh, Washington Huskies kind of played football. Against Stanford. Mm. Kind of played football. Stanford's well, terrible. Stanford's now an academic. It, they they no longer have athletics. They only have academics. Sounds like <sighs> Micah can't Stanford it. Uh-huh. <laughs> good one. Thanks. Well done. I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of no, proud. I was, that I was, was happy a good about one. that. Yeah. Well, and some unhappy news this week. Um, oh, what are our names? time... Oh, gosh. What are we? Who are we? Should we introduce ourselves, or should we let the... Darth Monger. Darth Ambivalous. <laughs> Darth Harmonic. Proper. Yes. Let the system do it for us. Yes. Well, um, the, the, the celebrity world lost a big figure, especially those diehard Friends fans. Uh, Matthew Perry uh, was found deceased in his home this past weekend at only 54 years old. And um, he's most recognized as Chandler Bing or Chandler Bong. And he's uh, also in the, the – he was in the whole nine yards. Which is a great movie, by the way. That is, Absolutely it was love pretty that good. movie. 
That Not was the, uh, didn't see the second one, but the first one, pretty awesome. The whole nine yards. Yeah, that's with um, Bruce Matthew Willis. Perry. Yes, yeah. Bruce Willis is in it. Amanda Peet. Amanda Peet is in it. Yeah, I think it's one of her first films. Actually, yeah, and her husband is really terrible at finishing Game of Thrones. Just saying. Mm. I don't know who. Uh, I think it's David Benioff. I don't. Know I forget which one is which. Well, I don't know. Wrote wrote Game of Thrones. One uh, of the guys who just really, really took a, a brilliant series and is like, yeah, let's push it over a cliff and let it die. Well, that's a sad loss for the celebrity fandom world. Yeah. He uh, had had a challenge with alcohol and addiction most mm-hmm. of his uh, his career and was very vocal about it and helped, um, I mean, just navigate that path and helped others navigate that path, too. And hopefully that wasn't... Uh, um, cause, but if it were, then well, that's. I mean, really he could sad. have also had some other underlying um, health issues. Absolutely, and I mean, we don't know. I just know he published a book, and I believe it was 2020 came out, and I think one of the very first lines or beginning of the lines of the book was that I should be dead, and it really talked about his struggle with addiction, and it was fairly constant, and there were references where he literally. The moment that they finished filming their wedding episode for Friends, um, some of the castmates actually drove him directly to rehab right after that episode finished filming. It was like he was he needed help, and he constantly struggled with that, which is unfortunate. It's yeah. good if you are struggling with anything like that to have someone there with you. And I'm glad he did because I, I never watched Friends maybe – Four episodes. I never got into it, but a lot of people love that show. It's a, love it. Probably it's probably on the same level fandom as The Office. Oh, I think so. At least, and maybe even more. It really became kind of broke a lot of barriers just from a television perspective. I remember hearing about when all six of the lead cast members got a million dollars an episode and it was like the craziest thing ever because they were all making that money for that show and you just went that is just unbelievable to make that kind of money and that's what they were doing so yeah and they they probably stood together on that i mean it who i believe the, so who is the weird gal on the show i don't remember who she was which one they were all kind of – they all had their quirks. You're talking about Phoebe? Phoebe, yeah. Yes. So she was probably the least popular. So they probably could have said, oh, you only make $700,000. You know, But, you know, when I, you have a close cast, they're probably going to stick up for each other. The Simpsons did that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that if you are the – if you are – if your character is the author um, of Smelly Cat – then you're pretty popular, I think. That just happens. To, and and if her character changed her name in the series to Princess Consuela Banana Hammock, I mean, those are great elements and friends moments in life. So maybe I, think I that did she was see more than seven episodes <laughs> because I do know both of those references. As you should. Well, they've all gone into. You have really incredible careers too, but that is a sad loss for the celebrity world, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of friends. Just um, rekindling of that TV series coming up, maybe trivia or events or just, uh, you know, as people kind of reel with the loss of, you know, a beloved character that yeah. they had for, you know, a big part of their childhood or early adulthood. Mm-hmm. Mm. I um, 
I've only been affected really truly by one celebrity death. I mean, it is sad, and you know there are a few. Where it's like because we're not really connected with them. We don't know them. We're not glad handing or hobnobbing or partying with them. But when uh, Carrie Fisher passed, that was a hard one for me to yeah to you know she was very pivotal in my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Princess Leia and yeah, um, boy, she was a feisty woman. She was. When Patrick will... Stewart dies, I'm not showing up to work. Well, you know, there's others, you know, like a Tom Hanks and uh, um, Morgan Freeman type of type of people who've, gosh, especially those two have been around for my whole life, you know, as as characters in some of the best films. Denzel and... Washington, too. I'm not showing up to work after he dies. Yeah. But that's that's a holiday. It's it's we have, we we get connected to people and their characters or what they've done for the industry or for um, other people or or organizations near and dear to their heart, they are uh, they are many of them are fantastic role models. Huge impact. Mm. Well, kind of sad. A little somber segment here on the Nerd Show, but probably necessary. Yeah. Well, shout out to all you friends fans and what's that line from the opening? I'll be here for you. Yeah. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. How many claps are there? Twelve. I think seven. I think it's four. I can't remember. Dee, dee, dee. Clap, 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 clap. Or is it one, two, three, four, five? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure this out. I was literally trying seconds. to do it while you were asking a question, <laughs> and apparently I didn't do it right. So uh, I, We'll have to see. Anyway, stay tuned for more of the Nerd Show. We'll discuss Loki. The guys will discuss Gen V and then some other nerdy things that have popped up uh, in the past week. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Four claps. There are four. It seems like there should be more. It sounds like it's more, and I think what I get is I get the clap and then almost the echo of the reverb from the clap, and that's why I was thinking seven. Mm. So da, 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 da. I, I want to have that that fifth one. One and two and three. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Nope, it's one, two, three, four. Hmm. Um, there it is. Well, we had a um, shocking episode of Loki this yeah. week. Uh, I am... Just as confused, maybe even more confused, and don't even really know where to start. It's hard to talk about this show in this light because it's so hmm, head scratchy. Well, well, now we finally know who who yeah. pruned Loki. Yeah, we do. It was Loki. So that that you know, when we saw that jumping around, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting that we are four episodes in and we ended this episode on such a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like. What just happened? You know, I mean, you think about, I don't know where this week's episode is going to pick up and what is going to be next, because it almost looks like everything just poof is gone. Where do they go when they're pruned? They go to that one scary place with all the Lokis, even the alligator Loki. Mm -hmm. I, I think he basically just pressed the reset button. It could be. I, well, I loved... How 
Ouroboros. We talked about this last week. Obi, yeah. you know, is is the image of a snake eating its own tail, mm-hmm. and he references he referenced that. it in this week's episode. Um, yeah, because I, and I, I I've been really enjoying those moments of well, who wrote this? I did it, but it was inspired by you. Well, how'd you get it? Well, you know, it's just yeah, it's, it's that it's an Ouroboros. Uh huh. Um, I, I that that's witty and 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 just a good play on kind of lightening up how serious this is. Um, but but I don't. I, I'm struggling to sense the seriousness of the sacred timeline being destroyed because we don't really see what's going on outside of the TVA. The TVA is still so um, insulated. We just have a few key characters. I mean, how many people are really working in that building? How are there nobody in that control room helping OB and 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 Casey trying to build these things to prevent catastrophe? What's everyone doing? Well, and I think. If we remember, when it's starting to break down, they had told everybody to leave. They told everybody to find their nearest time door and to get out. So I think that is part of it. That's what we're dealing with. Kind of like the evacuation in Spaceball 1. Yes. The the Spaceballs. Exactly. <laughs> Shut down I'll, the three-ring yeah. circus. Yes. You know, and you know, you have a bear as a, as a seatbelt, <laughs> but that's fine. I think that for me, I'm less confused than I was. I still don't quite have a... a full picture of it. I think to your point, and I hadn't really thought about it a lot until you just said it, we think about Endgame and Infinity War. The stakes were obvious and we saw what happened when he snapped, you know, and we see what that was and the impact of that. It was significant. It was heart-wrenching. It was obvious. And this, we just don't know. I mean, they keep talking about, well, you know, if, if, if there's too many branches, then this will blow up. Well, and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just don't know. I feel like that they have taken something so difficult to quantify as in time. And they've tried to turn it into this nuclear bomb, if you will, that we've got to protect it at all costs. And if it goes bad, if it goes nuclear, it's horrible. But we don't we don't really get any sense of what that could be or what that would look like. And, you know, the worst thing that we see is we see at the end of time, Kang's skeleton there. And it's like, well, we're going to just make a new one and we're going to make it be Victor Timely and he's the new Kang. And I just I'm having a hard time getting really invested in what's happening and what's breaking down and what's failing because it just doesn't it doesn't relate to anything. There's I didn't expect that episode to end that way either. It was shocking. Where did they go from here? Like you asked. Um how does Victor Timely fit into this whole thing? Because he wasn't part of the sacred timeline when he's, you know, introduced now at the TVA yep. and with OB. Um, and I, I I don't know what happens from here. You know, I'm still wrapping my head around, wait, Loki pruned himself. Wait, how was Loki a different Loki when he was in that time warping type of thing or... Uh, what did Obi call it? Was it time, time skipping? Time skipping, which you can't do in the TVA, but he was obviously doing it. So I like how the, the they kind of explain why Loki doesn't have any powers is because they have these magic blockers type of yeah. thing, and uh, it was kind of what happens if you turn it off. Now oh, this will happen, that'll happen. Miss Minute will shut down. Yeah, it's minutes. like turn it off, and then he said, "Yeah, jointly turn it off." And I was hoping to see some some B A Loki, which you kind of do. He's got that little uh, mind messing with um brad yeah prune uh ramona ravona renslayer renslayer yeah that was a little dark 
Um, with docs and all oh the rest gosh, of the individuals, yeah. that was that was a little dark and they heavy. They didn't have to show it, but it was still no. pretty. Especially B-15's reaction when she came into the room as well. Yeah. Um, I think she's she's had to carry a lot of that uh, those moments of just sheer terror or horror. You know, seeing what happened to Docs and her people, who was going to stand up, you know, and have integrity yeah. for the TVA. I also liked her accent. She had one yeah. of the best accents. I think very Scottish or Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when the branches are being pruned in a couple episodes ago, and, you know, she had that delivery of, you know, those are people. Yeah. And I think to your point, Scott, too, of, you know, the snap, we saw that effect. Would it have made more of an impact if we somehow saw these Loki's or people there being pruned? Or do you think that that would have been a little excessive? I do, actually. I really think that what they could have done to really have this land with their audience, what happens to the individuals on a timeline when it gets pruned on a branch? Let's take a look at that. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, you think about it. We saw when Thanos snapped and we saw how everybody just like disappeared. What if you had a image of, you know, this alternate timeline and it boom and it been pruned and then everybody in the universe just disappears, goes away, something just blinks out. I think that would have been really helpful for them to try and show a little bit of impact on what this means when you do prune that branch because they keep saying it's people. Yeah, it's people, but we don't we don't get to see what that looks like. And so without that understanding, I think we're missing something that would be really beneficial to this show to really get people to care about it and be more invested in it. There's uh, a few scenes that we haven't seen yet in the first four episodes. We do get jet skis at some point. So, you know, we might go back to where all these TVA people were before they've got brought in by, by Kang, by He Who Remains, to work for the TVA and, and you know, maintain the sacred timeline. I'm kind of excited about that. And I, um, there's a bit of curiosity that Loki may become He Who Remains in the absence of, of Kang because – they do have to manage that. He did tell um, um, she Loki. Gosh, I'm terrible. Sylvie, at yeah, Sylvie today, uh, in that last week's episode of, you know, we are gods. Yeah, because you know, are, are we playing gods by managing this timeline? Well, we are. Yeah, we are. Did you think it was a little bit odd? He brought up Thor and how Thor came back soft after going to Earth the first time. I don't feel like he ever really fully explained that that wasn't a bad thing or that he was different. Right. Somebody kind of ran with it, and I was hoping for a little bit more uh, Thor mentioning there. But I think they're just trying to maybe do a little bit foreshadowing of what Loki, you know, the god of mischief, is going to become. And I think he could end up becoming he who remains or the keeper of the sacred timeline in a way that would be more benevolent. And that's what they're trying to hint at. I don't know if that's where they're going to go. I feel like it sort of changes Loki's story significantly if that all of a sudden now he becomes this individual who now is kind of watching over the timeline, but doing it in a way that he's more, he's more benevolent. He's more positive. He's more, you know, he's more human. And that's the only word I can think of to play there. But yeah. Do we have with the sacred timeline and this, uh, the, the loom imploding, exploding, whatever, um, is this finally the creation of the multiverse? Because now there's nothing stopping infinite branches of popping out. Is this the multiverse now? Uh, maybe. I mean, we've already seen some elements of that. We saw that in the Spider-Man film. We saw that in Doctor Strange. And so I think it's already 
been brought into that equation. So we've seen it. We've been exposed to it. Maybe this, you know, lets it go completely crazy. And, you know, even we were talking about um, several weeks ago, the second Spider-Man you know, animated series, which was phenomenal. And then you see all these different Earths. And so that's all in place already. So I don't know. Maybe it's just now there's more and we just there's too many to manage, which maybe is what the loom was doing. And I just don't know where they're going with it. Are we going to get a war? Is this all leading up to I mean, we're in this cycle. We're in this Ouroboros right now. We don't know how all these people got to the TVA. We might get some of those backstories in the last couple of episodes. Um, Are we going to see this leading up to Kang Dynasty as far as the war of Kang's led by Ravona? Maybe. Because that's what Miss Minutes had said. She got to... Yeah. Very menacing toward Mm -hmm. the end when she was getting shut down of the whole... You'll never be him. Yeah, type of threat to, to mm-hmm. timely, which was a little dark and almost seemed like a threat, like challenging him. I didn't expect him to turn to spaghetti right when he popped. No, up. I didn't either. That was uh, that was shocking. Yeah, and I think that's what we're talking about. That whole cliffhanger. It's like, well, he walks out the door and poof, he's gone. That was the the best part of the episode. <laughs> the episode overall was okay. I know. but really, the the season has been kind of. Mm. It's there's a lot going on. This is one that, you know, I think watching it through a second time afterwards is going to be a lot more clear once we have the last two episodes and maybe combining them for seasons one and two. But I did like the jab they had at uh, at Mobius of you know why isn't your time pad working? You download too many games again? <laughs> no, I, I won't do that a second time. Yeah, I won't do that a second time. So. Uh, uh, I have been enjoying their that the, just a lot of the screen presence on this show. Yeah. Wow. Two it's minutes part left. Of of Loki. Well, stay tuned for more of the Nerd Show. We'll talk maybe upload, Gen V. Who knows what we'll get into. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nerd Show. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here in the Aloe Fiber Studios. We just got done talking Loki, but just briefly, because this can segue into the season that we're now in, <coughs> excuse me, fall, um, the pie scenes, there's only key lime pie being served Correct. in the pie room. And it's very green. Very green. I mean, that's, I I don't think I've ever had a key lime pie that green, that dark green. It's, I'm curious, was that uh, he who remains his favorite pie? Is that... Some manifestation of Mobius's just love of pie, and he could create that room. Um, it just seems interesting with the pie. A lot of emphasis on the key lime. Yeah, they they really played that up a lot in this episode. And you know, maybe being Marvel's running out of money, and key, <laughs> there was a special on key lime pie. Maybe, but you know, Sylvie makes a big you know rant about it. Why are we doing this? And. You know, and, and Mobius really liked it, and they spent a lot of time in that room, you know, with that being the backdrop. And you were talking about when it's like, well, we are gods. They were in that room as they were walking out when they said that. So I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, it seems like they've been trying to fix that loom for a while, and everything is so time sensitive, but literally no one can help. So what do they do? I mean, what do you do in crisis? Yeah. It's almost kind of entertaining of, well, there's nothing else we can do right now, so who wants some pie? Yeah. Well, it's almost Thanksgiving time. So pies are just around the corner. Micah, Scott, 
What are your Neither. all-time must-have pies? Oh, I thought you were going to say pumpkin pie or pecan pie, and I hate both, so I I say neither. But uh, either peanut butter, I also like cheesecake and key lime. Mm. I am not a fan of pecan pie. I do like a good pumpkin pie, especially with a lot of Cool Whip on it, but my go-to is almost always going to be an apple pie. Mm. How about you? Oh, I love apple pies. Um I think I would have an apple pie almost any time. I like the crisscross crust on the on the, apple the pies lattice, too. The lattice, yeah. yes. My pie mom, or cake? You know, I'm not a big sweets person. I think I would enjoy pie more consistently if given the option. I, I agree. Cakes, you know, I really like that whipped topping. Um, that's not the frosting or way too sugary. So I like that. Um, yeah, whipped, whipped, whipped. I I agree. I. I don't like the corner pieces on cakes because it it's it's just too much. Like I like the spongy part. I I just I don't like too much. Then either have round cakes or just don't complain and don't eat those. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's like I don't like the corner. Well, someone, then someone have a round bring cake. In, then have a side bring... piece or a center piece. Go right ahead. Well, someone will bring a in a side piece of cake. Yes. Not a, don't have a side piece. Okay, just stop. <laughs> but I'm saying, I feel like that you're, I don't like the corner piece. Well, then don't eat the corner piece. You have lots of options when it comes to a square cake. In a round cake, you don't. You get basically the same coverage of icing on every piece you get. A, a square or a rectangle cake, it, there's so much room for possibilities. I just need to complain about something because the Broncos won this week. So oh, I, I'm not complaining about them. Well. We could I, complain about something else. I do like a banana cream pie, too. Yeah. I, I could again, complain about that. Few and far between. Every once in a while, that's fine, but I'm not. It, that's not going to be my go-to. I don't like stretch. my throat swelling and, and closing on me, so I won't that's have fair. one of those. Oh, nice. yeah. that's Micah's allergic to bananas. Well, I haven't seen much Upload yet or Gen V, but um, Upload's coming out once a week, isn't it? It is, and right now there's four episodes out. And I know Mike has seen the first couple. I'm caught up. And I'm just going to say they have not done a good job. Mm. Um, There haven't been a lot of elements that I've either laughed at or found was really humorous. They really kind of jumped the shark in a lot of elements. And I just am not a big fan of it in a lot of ways. And I'm I'm struggling to get through it. I'm I'm not enjoying the world outside of... The upload world. The mm. upload world is, is really funny and entertaining. The world outside of it, it it's, I don't know, for some reason, it's just, since the second half of season two, it just hasn't been interesting to me. And especially in the first two episodes, the relationship between the two main characters just doesn't feel right. Yeah, there's no chemistry there. I I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. not a... I'm not liking it. I I almost want to stop watching. I'll, I'll continue to watch, but I don't know. I was see episode one. Once I got caught up with the other seasons, I watched a YouTube video. After that, episode one was kind of like okay, and then episode two was just boring. Mm-hmm. It's it's like they spent all this time on a farm. What's the point? Yeah. The well, point was just, I don't know. 
they just needed something to do, so let's have them be on a farm. Felt like a lot of filler from an episode. And then, you know, why do we – And it, I mean, I know you haven't seen it yet, so you'll have to just go with us for a moment. But imagine a cow that somehow that they've genetically engineered that is 400 feet long and has hundreds of udders and each set of udder does slightly different types of cheese – and That's utterly impossible. It's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> and they've got VR goggles on the cow so that it's happy and it's too big to stand. So it's laying on its side and everybody's just walking along or sitting there and they're milking different udders to get either milk or, or low fat or skim or Cheddar cheese or cottage cheese or it just that's that's a cow I would like to own. Because it was like the free cheese. Yeah. It just was weird, and it I it's like we're trying to go too far some other direction to make it you know funny about what they're trying to do with some of these companies and and they keep mixing different you know different technologies in different verticals in order to, you know, kind of talk about who these companies are as they've merged, as they've gotten, you know, bigger. And it just... They're, they're taking some of the magic from season one yeah. and just really beating it down. Right. And then, I don't know. Uh, season one was so much fun. It was it was such a different show. Yeah. It was... Well, that was it brand was, new. It was, uh, it was a unique concept. And I know that's, I'm sure, been talked about. It was a unique for, concept, and a lot of these concepts that we see, you know, were probably written in some Australian show or like a show that I like. The Killing was actually a, a Norwegian show, but I just I don't know what's what's wrong. Maybe it'll pick up. Have you guys seen I, Severance? It's on I've, Apple I've Plus. been to Severance. That is a remarkably. I I think you both would enjoy it. I don't have Apple Plus. It's uh, okay. um, maybe I've talked about it on Nick's Next, but you know, it's um, you get to implant a chip in your brain. How we were talking about that a few weeks ago, Scott, yeah. when you got back from your <laughs> conference. But um, it kind of triggers and activates to separate your work and your personal life once you cross the threshold into Bluetooth or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's a slow burn, but it's got Adam Scott in it, who I really, really like. And um, anyway, it's just it goes into kind of where upload is of this. You know, awful corporations and stuff. But I tell you, it is one of the. It was one of the best shows I watched last year. Severance. It's good. But yeah. is there going to be episodes? a second season? I think. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but there are things that. Oh my gosh, was was just phenomenal. If you like a little bit of mystery and suspense, and um, I mean, just moments of brilliance. The acting is fantastic. But you know, people. You know, I wish I could separate work from home, and then yeah. you watch that show and realize. No, no, I mean, it, it has severe consequences. Yeah. Um, it was really fascinating, but Severance on Apple Plus, and I know okay. you have that now because you've watched Ted Lasso. I do, I absolutely do. So I can certainly watch that. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting. You I, know, circling back with upload, I just I'm I'm not really sure. It, I feel like that this season so far, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, you didn't need to make this. You didn't. Mm. Which is a bummer because the first two 
We're pretty dang good. At least first one and a half. Hell yeah. Well, I'll see if I catch up. I yeah. will. I'm committed, dang it. There you go. <laughs> All right, stay tuned for more of the Nerd Show. Scott and Mike are going to discuss Gen V. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more Loki recaps. And uh, I'm sure there's other nerdy things out there for us to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You think so? Even though he's not writing movie scores anymore. A little more synth? Little, uh, yeah. Yeah? That's, I, God, I hope not. Yeah. It reminds me of um, when I had a Sega Genesis and playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. So oh, that's one of the greatest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could, I, my older brother every now and again will send YouTube videos of just the soundtracks yep. from some of those old games and how you could just turn it on and have so many memories flooding back. From your senses of just oh yeah this is that uh, the 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 oil level this is the one mm-hmm. where you're in the you know underwater type of um, you should look up Sonic uh, EXE okay I I don't know the whole story behind it but someone created like an evil game version of Sonic the Hedgehog and I discovered it somehow on uh, YouTube I have not played it I don't know if it's an actual game that you can play. But it's like where Sonic goes crazy and just starts killing all the animals. And it's up to uh, like all the other characters to kill Sonic. It's insane. Do you know if they make adapters for HDMI to the old red? The RGB? Yeah. They do. As a matter of fact, I have one connected to my TV at home for my original Nintendo. Wow. So, yes. I'm going to have to get one because I, I have a Sega Genesis that yep. came out with it maybe 10 years ago as like a retro. Yeah. You get 80 games or something on it, mm-hmm. plus the cartridge, you know, if you yep. had any of those games. So, I might have to just uh, yeah, you bust can, those out. Best Buy has them right now. You could literally leave the studio, go to Best Buy, pick one up, and be home and play in Sega Genesis tonight. That's very tempting. It is. I have to. I have to go see if my Halloween costume has arrived. Okay. I am. Um, well, keep in his... mind that you know this is going to be afterwards because we're recording Monday, but it airs Wednesday. So oh, you're talking about those things in I'm, past tense. I, yeah. <laughs> I forget what timeline I'm in. This is an Ouroboros right now. <laughs> Apparently, you can download Sonic EXE from uh, GameJolt.com. I'm not going to download it. Because this is a work computer, and maybe this is a virus or something, but yeah. uh, but it's it's possible. There you go. Things are possible. Well, what else is possible in the world of Gen V? Well, you were talking about um, you know changing people's minds and things of that nature, and that really has become the biggest element in Gen V right now. We're learning that Kate, who was a good friend of Golden Boy, who died in the first episode, has been manipulated by the um, the superintendent of the school to try and do all these things. And basically what she does is she keeps wiping everybody's memory, making them forget things so that they're able to do some of these horrible things, like they were trying to enhance Luke's skill or his abilities through 
his brother Sam and literally blood transfusions and things like that, which, again, I still struggle with. It's like, okay, if you have skin that you cannot penetrate with a hammer and a nail into his, how do you get a needle into the vein of the person that you're trying to, you know, get a blood transfusion from? So, again, you know, those things like science just keep, you know, flying out the window in this regard. (laughs) But, um so we're now we're seeing there's kind of these two factions that are showing up. You've got Kate and some of her friends are like, well, we have to stop good old university. They they are evil and they're horrible and we're going to kill them all. And then you have this other faction of friends and um, Maria is kind of the leader of this group or she's kind of become the de facto leader, which is, no, we're not going to kill them all. We just need to stop them. And so they're playing this back and forth. And we have the season finale coming up next week. It'll be interesting to see. One of the big elements was that one of the characters that we got introduced to in The Boys, who is running to be vice president, actually is a soup. And she essentially has the exact same ability as uh, Maria does which is the ability to control her blood as well as other people's blood in their body. And if you remember in The Boys, in one of the senators, his head exploded in the middle of a congressional hearing. That's She was the one who did that. Nobody knows it. <clears throat> but we learned that she actually has – we knew she had superpowers already, and she's revealed that to Maria. And so it's getting a little bit nuanced. At least some of the story is – interesting but overall it's still not a great show yeah i i agree with you it 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 really should be better but too much of that teen drama and not enough of the overall story it it, this should be four episodes long it really should be there's there's too much garbage in there yeah a lot of filler you know we went from a time where you'd have a lot of filler episodes and seasons that were a bit longer um, and then they seem like they really condensed seasons, you know, whether that was a financial thing or the, the production quality was, was so good that, you know, it made episodes more expensive. And our, it seems like we're regressing and getting more stories, not just with Gen V, but also with Upload, with others we've discussed of is not driving the story enough or even as interesting enough to be watched regularly. It almost feels like. They are signing contracts going, okay, we're going to do this story and it's going to be eight or 10 or 12 episodes for a season. And I think to Micah's point, this series or this season needed to be like maybe four shows long. And they're like, well, shoot, we've got to do eight. So let's add this and let's add that just to stretch it out so that it becomes a little bit longer from a time perspective. But I mean, yeah, we don't need... We don't need eight episodes of this. We really needed maybe three or four. Yeah. It, it's just, it's not really that compelling either. The compelling parts aren't that compelling. It, so this, this episode, you know, you find out the senator has the same exact powers and she, you know, shows, oh, hey, she she basically comes out to her as a superhero. Yeah. It That was like, oh, okay. Sure. And then and then the what's the who is the doctor guy? Yeah, I don't remember the doctor's name, but that was the most obvious thing yeah. coming that and the season has been full of things so that were so obvious. Yeah, it was so awkward that yeah. he gives he 
gives them all the information that they need by being drunk and walking into her office as the two characters are under the desk hiding and trying to figure these things out. Instead of figuring these things out for themselves, some guy walks in drunk and says something out loud and then leaves. And once again, trying to do stuff for the sake of shock value, he urinates in the whiskey decanter after he takes a big pour of it and goes, By the way, he urinated urinated way too much for there to be... For the amount of urination, he... Peed all over the floor and then got some of it in the whiskey. Yeah. It was just, again, it was another one of those, hey, because we can, we might as well, so let's do it. And they didn't need to do that. And then all of a sudden he shows up sober later that day in the parking lot to give it to the vice presidential candidate. And you know exactly what's going to happen with it. Well, You're that's like, his superpower. It's being an idiot. Yeah. He's kind of been an idiot the whole show. I, I the, okay, so right the, here, the really the only good part of the episode is at the very end where the senator takes the vial of sickness, the vial of flu that they're gonna that the gal uh the who's running the university. Yeah. Like she takes that and she's you know, obviously going to give it to some of the superheroes. I know. Well, or she's not going to. I mean, I think I think she's going to give it to her enemies. She'll try and figure that out. Yeah, I. The best part of the story so far was kind of the reveal to understand what the superintendent's motivations were, because her husband and daughter were on the plane that Homelander brought down in the boys, and yet we still don't care about her. Yeah, I mean, we're not overly, you know. One dimensional character. Very much so. Yeah, Yeah. it's just not been great. Just to highlight something positive, just like the Broncos, it was three years ago today on our recording date, the 30th, where, Scott, you and I were sipping some bourbon watching Mando Season 2. We were. Wow. My, how time flies. It does. You know, if the Simpsons wrote Mandalorian, it'd be called Mando. (sighs) Well, that's the nerd show. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when a Broncos get an unsuspecting victory. Oh no! This this was a suspected victory. Sure, it was hoped. It was hoped. Gambling had. Yeah. Anyhow, tune in next week. We'll be back for an all new nerd show. One hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA. Y'all stay nerdy. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby.